This podcast was recorded for the Sound Environment Show on Radio Galari. Radio Galari is a community radio station based in the Kimberley, Western Australia. For more information, go to www.galari.com. Hey there, Mr. Happy Squid, you move so psychedelically. You hypnotize with your magic dance all the animals in the sea, for sure. This is the Sound Environment Animal of the Week. This week I thought I'd talk about blue bone because I've been doing a little bit of research on them lately. Mm. Yeah, fascinating fish, these guys. Tasty. They are one of the smartest fish in the sea. Really? Well, they've been filmed uh, using tools. Just what? Like, just fish like, using tools? Yeah, just like chimpanzees use a stick to get the termites out Incredible. of the mound. And, yeah, no, blue bands swim around and they find a nice uh, young pearl shell and they take it over to a, 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 a one one rock on the reef somewhere that's the perfect shape and size and they smash it open like with, like an anvil. So you end up with these wow. piles of broken shells around certain rocks on the reef system. Cool. Which would require a certain level of, of intelligence, I would imagine. Yeah, so they're quite weird in the fact that they form harems. So you'll end up with... You'll end up with seven or eight uh, female blue bones. All, all the small ones are females. So, Oh, I, I suddenly remember you were telling me about this on Friday night at the pub, Jason. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> um, so, yeah, they all start off life as female. And when they get to about 55, 55 centimetres to 60, they actually turn to male. So they're sort of pale yellow green when they're female. And when they get big they and change sex, they turn to blue, like a bright bluey colour. It's amazing that they can just change sex like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when you catch one and it's bright blue, you know it's a male straight away. So the, the problem is that um, because they form harems, they're really quite territorial. They'll sort of live on one patch of reef and this big male would guard these ladies, younger ladies, and sort of protect them from other invading big males. And his problem is that he's got really, really small testes, so he <laughs> can't produce very much sperm. So that means he has to guard his ladies and uh, every day he has to try and spawn with at least one of them. Mm. Yeah. Well, I mean, how much sperm does a blue bone possibly need? Well, he might need quite a bit. He's got seven or eight ladies to take care of. Okay. Yeah. It's a big pile of eggs to fertilise. Yeah, and they're indeterminate multiple spawners, so they might spawn for you know, three, four, five months over the wet season every day. So, yeah, it's quite a challenge for them. But then we come along <laughs> and we catch a big blue bone and kill it, take it out of the system because they're so tasty. There's mm. no way you're going to throw away a big blue bone. Oh, no. They're yummy. <laughs> and uh, then there's a problem. There's no male there left to look after his harem. So the very biggest female will uh, actually change sex. It sounds like it's a sort of a self-correcting problem. Yeah. You'd think it so. It sorts itself out. <laughs> yeah. You don't, you don't want the female changing sex too young, you know? No, that's what the problem is. And that's what they're seeing in Japan and the Philippines, all through Asia. Well, you've got selective pressure. You're taking all the big males out of the population and then it's forcing females to change sex younger. So you end up with smaller males, uh, smaller fish becoming males. And uh, it, over time, that's Presumably a very negative... smaller testicles. Yeah, and over time, that's a pretty negative thing to happen. And that's exactly what's happened all through Asia, where the, the species has almost been wiped out of a lot of areas. Mm. We're lucky in the Kimberley, we've still got millions of blue bone. Yeah. So that, that selection pressure from you know, heavy overfishing can certainly slow them down a lot. But luckily in WA, we have, we're allowed to keep three. Um, three male, three female, or three of either? 
Yeah, you're pretty much saying three males because the minimum size limit's 400 mils. Oh, okay. Which so you might get a few females you can keep, but most of the big ones are males by then. So that's pretty much what you're taking. Yeah, they're considered a high risk because they're slow growing and live for 20 years or so. Mm. They're intelligent. They, uh, they smash shells. They, they smash shells. I'm sure if you went diving with them, they'd probably play with you, the bigger, older ones. If by play with you, do you mean they would attack you and try and headbutt you? Because I'm pretty sure that has happened to one of my friends when we went scuba diving. Oh, they're probably just <laughs> trying to give you a kiss or something. I've found, um, maybe not a fish that big, but some smaller fish try to attack their reflection in your mask when you're diving. Yeah. It's quite funny when you've got a fish attacking your eyes. <laughs> That's something I saw at uh, Kooljaman on the eastern beach of Kooljaman. You've got uh, a no fishing area <clears throat> on that whole eastern beach. And when you dive there at low tide, the whole thing is absolutely crawling with blue bone. There's absolutely millions of them because probably those big old males have been left in the system and bred like mad. Yeah, so that's about all, that's about all I've got on blue bone today. <laughs>